Welcome to the Becoming You podcast. I'm your host, Megan, a mindset coach passionate about helping you feel empowered to be your most authentic and confident self. In these episodes, you can expect to find raw and honest solo conversations, practical tips, inspiring interviews and insights that will cover topics like self-awareness, self-development, anxiety, health, and so much more. If you're ready to take back ownership of your life and feel confident to step into who you truly are, then this podcast is for you. So let's jump into today's episode. Hello and welcome to the Becoming You podcast. This is the final episode of season three, maybe even the final episode I ever record. I haven't decided yet, but right now there are so many things that are in the works that I am bringing to the world moving into 2024 and I just haven't got space for everything so something has to give and as much as I love this podcast and I love having these conversations and I've had so much great feedback about this um this is just something that is gonna have to drop off for a while so I wanted to do my last episode of the year about the lessons I've learned in 2023. It feels really fitting. And look, 2023 has been a fucking year and a half and I've learned some things. I've experienced some things. I have moved through some difficulty. And honestly, the growth that I've experienced in this year makes me so incredibly proud of myself. And I'm grateful every day for my resilience, for my strength, knowing that just a few short years ago, what I've experienced this year or what I'd gone through, I wouldn't have been able to deal with. It would have been too much for me. And I would have allowed these challenges to really eat me up and consume me and not allow me to move forward in my life. And not so long ago, I would have been a victim to circumstance. Yet now, even when things happen, big things happen, challenges come up, things don't go my way, I'm still able to see the goodness. I'm still able to see a path forward, not necessarily understanding how I'm going to get to the next step or how I'm going to move into the next chapter of my life, but knowing that I will and I can, and it's been a fucking game changer. And sometimes when we hear someone else sharing their lessons or the things that they've learned or the opportunities that they've come across, it can really give us hope or it can give us inspiration or we can just really resonate and be like, fuck, my year was exactly like that too. And if this happens for you and you're listening, please reach out to me let me know. I love when people drop into my DMs and tell me that this stuff has resonated with them because that allows me to know that I'm really reaching the people that need to hear this. And that is what I'm here for. And it was 2023 where I really decided and dropped into my purpose. And it was actually from a psychedelic ceremony that I did, which side note, this was something I wanted to do for a very long time, but I have a phobia of vomit. I've always had a phobia of vomit, fun fact. And so I avoided doing psychedelics, mushrooms, anything like that because of this fear of being sick. But one of the things I really wanted to do this year was to overcome that. I wanted to step into a new level of healing. I wanted to really open myself up and go beyond my ego, go beyond my, I guess, 
awareness to see what else was there for me. And so this is something that I did early on in the year, maybe March time. And through that ceremony, which was a wild ride, by the way, I was shown my purpose. I was actually shown myself as a warrior woman stood on a mountain. And it was like, you are here to lead women home to themselves. Like your experience, the things that you've gone through and that you continue to work through is what you need to share with the world. You are here to help other women lead themselves home. And from that point on, I was like, yeah, this is my mission. This is actually what I'm here for. And I want to facilitate that in many ways, right? I want to be able to offer that, not just through coaching, but now through human design and now even more recently through breath work. So I want to dive into, I think I've got about eight things, eight things that I learned this year that I want to share. And the first is that most people will come into your life for a season, a reason, or a lesson. And this can be really difficult for us to navigate. It can be really difficult for us to accept because we become so attached. We become so attached to the things in our life, the people in our life, rightfully so, right? We're always seeking connection. But sometimes people are meant to just be here for one chapter and that's okay. And I found myself in the past hanging on to things, hanging on to people, because I'm scared of what it looks like on the other side of that, whether it's relationships, whether it's friendships. I'm scared of what my life will look like or who I'm going to have or where I'm going to be long if I don't have these people. And sometimes in your gut, you just know. You just know that it's time to let go. And this year, I really learned to lean into that and to trust that and to listen. And as hard as that is and as challenging as that can be, it served me no end. On the flip side of that, I've had people leave my life this year. People who have taken the decision from me, right, which can sometimes feel worse. We feel like when we're in control, when we make a decision, when we want to leave somebody behind or we want to move forward, that we have the power. And when someone takes that decision from you and they're like, actually, I don't want you in my life, that can feel really difficult to navigate. And it can bring up these feelings of, I'm not good enough. I'm being abandoned. I'm clearly not likable. I'm, I've done something wrong. And you start to question yourself. And I've had these moments absolutely in this year where I've questioned myself, who I am, how I'm showing up. And I've had times where I've really wanted to cling on to things. And I've had to ask myself, what's my intention with that, right? Why? Why do I want to cling on to people, especially those who don't want me in return? And so this year, I've really lent into letting things go and not being so attached to the outcome. The second thing that I have learned this year is really the power of gratitude. And I already kind of knew this. So I have been practicing daily gratitude consistently for two and a half years now. It's, an, it's a practice I implemented because I wanted to be more positive in my life. And it was more towards the beginning of my like personal development journey. And every morning I'll write down three things that I'm grateful for. 
or I'll just think about them when I'm in bed. I'll just think about them, not necessarily write them down. But this year, I've really noticed that the more gratitude that you express, the more you magnetize your desires. Because gratitude is one of the highest frequencies. So when you're operating at that level, when you're up there with love and joy and gratitude, you actually attract more of that into your life. And this is something I've been tapping into. This is something that I have been really conscious of and trying to implement. Something else that I've really found this year is that even in my darkest moments, I've been able to tap into gratitude and hold both. I've really been able to play in the duality of life. I've experienced heartbreak and I've experienced hurt and I've had really difficult conversations and difficult feelings, feelings of anger and despair and sadness and loneliness. And in those moments, I've simultaneously been able to hold gratitude and happiness and joy because life is filled with duality. We're never just experiencing one thing. And that is something that's helped me profoundly because it's in these darkest moments, in these really fucking challenging times where things feel so overwhelming that it's very easy to drown in that. It's very easy to think there's only this negativity and everything's so overwhelming and big and evil almost when you can actually take a step back and see the bigger picture and see your life from a different perspective, it really allows you to hold both. And that's propelled me forward this year. The third thing that I've tapped into this year is having more fun. And I think we get so serious sometimes as adults, we've got to work, we've got to pay the bills, we've got to do this, we've got to do that, we've got to be responsible. And we forget that we are here to have fun and we are here to play. And the more that you can do that, the happier you will be. And I am a testament to this. I was so often very serious in my life and I struggled to connect with that playfulness almost the, you could, you could call it the femininity. I almost really struggled with connecting with that part of me. And I guess the femininity comes into this, um, this piece as well is tapping more into play means tapping more into my feminine side. Again, something that's been suppressed for a very long time, very much in my masculine, very much in my doing era, achieving, um, less, nurturing, playing, resting, whatever. And so this year I have consciously sought out more play, more things that make me feel joyful. Whether that is dancing in my living room, which if you follow me on Instagram, you will see I do it all the fucking time. I'm constantly dancing. Whether it is going to the beach, flying a kite, climbing, hanging rock, um, these things that bring me joy 
have allowed me to feel more creative in my life. And this is the thing. If you are operating in fight or flight, if you are feeling stressed, you can't be creative. And a lot of my job, (laughs) especially on social media, is to come up with new ideas, to create content, to create masterclasses, to help people. And if I'm in stress, fight or flight mode, I can't come up with those things. It's really difficult to feel inspired. It's really difficult to be creative and get my juices flowing. Even though that's what I'm here to do and I'm naturally quite a creative person, if I'm stressed, I can't do that. So I started doing things that allowed me to be more present. Started going to dance classes, right? And it's so funny. We all have these things where when we're in it, when we're doing it, We're so present that we're not thinking about anything else. We're not thinking about what we're going to have for dinner. We're not thinking about the state of the world. We're not thinking about the stresses in our life. We're just in that moment. And dancing was one of the things for me. And I invite you, if you haven't found your thing already, to do that in 2024. Prioritize play. Prioritize fun. It doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be extravagant. It doesn't have to be super time consuming. We can find play and joy and fun in the simplest things. But when you find something that you can be present in while you're not thinking about anything else, it's like gold dust and you should do it more. The fourth thing that I've learned is that it's so important to set goals and intentions in your life. If you want to move forward, if you want to achieve something, if you want something different, you must set your intentions. You must tell the universe what you desire. You've got to put it out there. The more you set your intentions, the more you know in which direction you're going and you can take action to get there. So regularly throughout the year, I would set goals, let's say quarterly goals for my business mostly, but also personal things. And actually at the beginning of 2023, I set this long list of goals. And one of those personal goals was to read 10 fiction books because I've never been a fiction reader ever. I think I've probably read about two books in my life up to this point. I've always loved self-development books and, and learning but I could never get into reading fiction. And I was like, 2023, I really want to take some more time to get lost in books and enjoy that and use that as my way to relax. And it's the middle of December and I think I've read 17 books this year. Fucking love reading now. I've actually joined the library because my bank account and my tiny apartment cannot keep up with my book obsession. And this was just a simple goal. It might sound silly, but it was something that I wanted to achieve. And actually that goal, that intention fed into my overall goal, one of my overall goals, which was to have more play and fun. So you can see how those things go together. I also find it so important to reflect on your life reflect on your decisions, reflect on your wins, reflect on things you're grateful for on a regular basis. 
sometimes we're going so quickly through life, we're so busy, we're moving forward, we're looking for the next thing that we forget. We forget to take a step back and go, wow, look how far I've come. Look what I did. Look at those difficult conversations I had. Look at that fucking work promotion that I got. Look at the confidence I've built in this area of my life. Look at the money that my business has made, whatever the thing is for you. Look at the connections with people I've made this year. Wow. Sometimes we're so busy that we forget to stop and reflect. And I just want to take a pause here to talk a little bit about a free workshop I'm running on the 5th of January, which is actually all about this. It is all about setting your goals and intentions for 2024 from a place of desire, from a place of how you want to feel, what you want for your life, the woman you want to be, and then bridging the gap between where you are now and that place. So we're going to be diving in to some gratitude, some reflection, some goal setting, maybe a little bit differently to what you're used to. We're going to do a beautiful visualization and it's really going to be a super valuable workshop and it's free. I will leave the link in the show notes for you to register. I'm really fucking excited to host this. I think there's so much power in being able to set your intentions And I just know that 2024 is the year for this collective healing and expansion. And I'm so excited to go on the journey with you all. Okay, the fifth thing that I learned was really to trust my intuition more, to trust it. I know what's right for me and what's not. And so often we allow our mind to override our gut. And I talk about this in human design because no matter what human design type you are, you're never meant to make decisions from your mind. Our mind is for processing information. It's really not for making decisions on it. Most of that comes from your body and your body will tell you, right? When you have that gut feeling, when you feel like something's off, you know, when somebody asks you to do something and it's really a no from your gut, but you say yes anyway, and then you go do the thing and you go, why did I do that? I knew that wasn't right for me. Your intuition knows. And there's a big piece around this that I've had to grapple with myself around deciphering between the fear, the trauma response that usually comes up and the gut feeling, your actual intuition. Sometimes if we've got trauma, if we've got big fears around things or anxiety, what we think is our gut feeling, we think is our intuition is actually just fear. And when you can decipher between the two, when you can understand which is which, it's a game changer. There are times where I feel like it's a fuck yes in my body And that's also accompanied with a feeling of fear and anxiety. Now I know how to separate the two and to go, it's okay that I feel fearful about this, but I still want to do this thing. I still want to do this thing despite the fear. There have been so many times in this year where I've been like, I really desire this thing or I get asked to do something. And I'm like, yes. And immediately the self-doubt creeps in immediately the feelings of you can't do that oh my god no that's too scary 
You're not qualified enough. You're not confident enough. You don't know enough. And being able to hear those voices and move through it anyway and show up anyway is one of the reasons that I've been able to grow so much because I no longer let that fear hold me back. Remember that your body is always trying to protect you. So is your mind, right? Your subconscious mind is always trying to protect you. When you self-sabotage, it's trying to protect you. When you have all this negative self-talk, it's trying to protect you. It doesn't mean that that's the right thing for you though. And so part of this work is being able to see the things for what they are, see the fear, feel the fear and say, I welcome you. I acknowledge you. And yet we're going to do this thing anyway. And it's going to be okay. And the amount of internal conversations I've had like that with myself this year, countless. And this is the thing, when you're looking at people on social media or people are doing the things that you feel like you want to do and you're like, I couldn't do that. I'm not X, Y, Z. I don't have the confidence. These people have nothing that you don't. I've said this before. There's no magic ingredient. All you need is courage. All you need is to actually take steps forward. Practice is the thing that builds confidence. There's nothing else to it. I've said yes to more things this year than I think I have in all of my years combined. And it's helped me give myself the evidence I need to know that I can do hard things. And guess what? You can do hard things too. There's no difference between me and you. So this moves me on to number six, which is say yes to more things that scare you. And this year I have continuously done that. Wow. Like (laughs) there are countless things that I've done this year that I didn't think that I would do. I started going in the ocean this year as someone who is terrified of the ocean and terrified of the cold. I decided in April, so our winter, that this is the time I was going to start getting in the ocean. And it was horrible and it was freezing. But when I got out, I said, I'm going to do that again. And I've done it nearly every single week since. It's now my thing. It's my thing that I go to when I need to prove to myself that I can do hard things. I choose the discomfort every single time. In fact, that's one of the things that has literally changed my life this year. I'm scared of heights, but I decided to do some bouldering, some rock climbing. I'm scared of speaking in public. And yet I held two in-person meditation events. I'm scared of not having the answers and not having notes to refer to when I'm actually speaking on a subject. And yet I've done numerous podcast interviews this year where I didn't know what was going to be asked. I'm scared of being abandoned and lonely. And I've navigated two breakups this year. I'm scared of big events where there's lots of people. And yet I've showed up to events this year with 30, 80, 100 people that I didn't know. Every time I say yes to doing something that scares me, I prove to myself how fucking capable I am of doing the things that scare me. And that just builds confidence and it builds resilience. And that's why I'm stepping into 2024, single, living alone, and ready to fucking smash my goals for my business and for my life. I know that I can do that. I know that I can do that because I have overcome these things. 
And I know that the next challenge that comes up, the next thing that happens, the next time the shit hits the fan, I've got me. I've got me. Even if it's hard, even if it feels overwhelming, even if there's a really shit period where it feels sticky and difficult, I will get through it. This is honestly where the power is. Number seven is that you won't always be validated or approved of, and you have to come to terms with that. I decided earlier on this year to have a very difficult, frank and honest conversation with my parents about my childhood and some things that had happened in order for me to process as part of my healing journey. And it had nothing to do with whether they accepted what I said or not or what was going to come from that conversation and everything to do with me speaking my truth and needing to do it for me regardless of the outcome. And it's safe to say that conversation went down like a ton of bricks and I didn't get the validation that I was seeking. I didn't get an apology and I definitely didn't get their approval for some things in my life. And it was a pivotal moment for me because I felt like for my entire life, I've been wanting them to give me something that they aren't capable of giving me. And it was a realization. It was a liberation to stop looking in the places for validation where I'm not going to get it because I get to validate myself. I get to approve of myself. And maybe the words of affirmation or the validation that I'm looking for, I get to give that to me. Then this is where I really utilized my knowledge around inner child work and how fucking powerful it is to be able to give yourself what you need. Those feelings of abandonment and not being good enough and not being acceptable. I got to comfort my inner child on those things. There have been so many times this year where I've sat with myself and I've sat with that part of me where she's felt hurt, where she's felt abandoned, where she's felt not good enough, where she's felt like a failure. And I've been with her and I've told her, I'm not leaving you. It's okay to feel how you do. I know that you're hurt. And I've got myself through some really fucking tough times. Inner child work is one of the most powerful tools you can have in your toolkit. It's why it's one of the tools I use with all of my coaching clients. Because when you can connect to that part of you that still lives inside of you, she's still there, and you can give her what she needs, it is a difference between not being able to move forward in your life and heal versus actually healing. It is a thing that has allowed me to be so hurt and not fall apart. It's the thing that has allowed me to be so triggered by somebody's actions and not act out in a way that I know is unacceptable. Number eight is that <laughs> heartbreak is the catalyst for growth. And I'm not going to say any more on that other than that this is now my mantra. My mantra is this. If someone doesn't choose me 100%, then they aren't my person because I deserve to be chosen 100%. And until someone else can do so, I will choose myself 100%. 
And I am walking into 2024 with my head, head held high, knowing that when the time is right, I will meet the person that can meet me where I am and that can give me what I need. And that's that. The last thing that I want to talk about, I know I said I had eight, but this thing just kind of ties it all together, is that healing your nervous system will change your life. There is no way that I would be where I am right now, going through all of the shit, even choosing to do the things, right? Even choosing the discomfort, choosing the difficult conversations, choosing to face my fears. I would never have done that if I did not have a regulated nervous system. And I spent many years of my life living in fight or flight, living in survival, being dysregulated. And guess what? I was so easily triggered. I would fly off the handle. I would stay in my comfort zone. I couldn't deal with change. I couldn't deal with uncertainty. Anxiety ruled my life. Now I have those tools, whether it is breath work, which I'm so passionate about, or using cold dips, ice baths, techniques like inner child work, and lots of other tools that I use, not just for myself, but with my clients. If I didn't have those tools, if I wasn't utilizing those on a regular basis, I wouldn't be the woman that I am today. I wouldn't be the version of myself that I am right now. And I am so thankful that I learned that. I'm so thankful that I know how to regulate my nervous system now. It's not that I don't get triggered. It's not that shit doesn't piss me off. It's not that I don't have bad days. Of course I do. But I know how to bring myself back into balance, back into homeostasis, back into a place where I feel neutral and I feel happy and I feel good in myself. And I guess that is the lesson that ties it all together, is that this year has taught me that no matter what is going on externally and no matter what shows up in my life, I have the ability within me to give myself what I need, to back myself and to know that regardless, I'm going to survive it. And it feels really empowering to be in that place. And I'm really proud of myself. And I hope as you've listened to this, some things have resonated and you've been able to reflect maybe on your own year and the things that you have also come up against and that you can give yourself a pat on the back and you can tell yourself that you're proud. So if you got to the end of this podcast episode, I would love for you to ask yourself three questions. The first question is, what is something that I am proud of myself for this year? The second thing is, what is something that I'm so grateful for? And the third is, what is something that I love about myself? I hope you all have a beautiful Christmas and new year and that 2024 is the fucking year for you. And finally, if you want to set some goals, if you want to set some intentions and know how you can actually achieve the things that you desire in 2024, then join my free workshop, Elevate, on the 5th of January. There will be a recording available if you can't make it live. The link for that one is in the show notes. And I just want to thank you all for listening, for your support on this podcast. Till next time, my loves. 
thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd love if you would share it on your Instagram and tag me at Megan Scully underscore. Until next time, my love.